Hi, everybody. In the video above, I talked in a big sort of hand-wavy way about this class and what I hope it will be about. In this video, uh, which I'm hoping will be short, I'm going to say just a little bit more about the nuts and bolts of how the class should work. I hope that none of this is confusing. You know, last term, we were all adapting as fast as we could to teaching and learning in the pandemic. And it was a rocky road at times, but uh, we learned a lot. This term, I really don't want to reinvent the wheel. I'm actually trying to streamline things as much as I can. I mean, I want the class to be rigorous and I want it to be interesting, and I want to make sure that you all keep up with the lectures and the readings and the discussions. But I don't want to bury you with a ton of little assignments, like weekly quizzes and response papers and so on. I have high expectations for the work that you do, but I don't want to create extra work or busy work for any of us. There is actually one short assignment this week, uh, or due Tuesday of next week, but it should not be taxing. What I'd like you to do, and I'll post the details on the Allo site also, but what I'd like you to do this week is to tell me what you know or think you know about US history. In other words, I want you to write a short overview, just a paragraph or two, of US history from 1865 to the present. One or two paragraphs naming what you think are some of the key events, key people, tracing the story as you understand it. What the story is in your head before you take this class. I don't want you to do any research before writing this. Uh, I don't want this to be a lot of work. I just want to know what the story of US history is in your head right now. And you won't be graded on what you get right or wrong, okay? That's not the point, this is not a test. Um, when you do it, I'll give you credit for it. That will, that will go to your participation mark or your preparation and engagement mark. Uh, but it's not a test, as I say, and it's definitely not a research assignment. It's more like a poll. Um, it's for me to get a handle on you know, what you know now and how you see the story uh, of US history. And then, uh, spoiler alert, I'm also going to uh, show this back to you. I'm going to show this back to you at the end of the term and we'll talk about get you to reflect on uh, Maybe what you learned and how you see the story of US history differently after taking the course So uh, as I say the details will all be on OWL But I would like you to do this to write this piece and submit it on OWL by next Tuesday That's January 19th uh, and all the details you need will be there. If you have any questions, let me know Anyway, I wish I was meeting you today. I wish we were all in a room together on campus. I wish that we all, you know, just trudged through the snow to a room in social science or Middlesex Hall, uh, picked up a watery coffee along the way, and that we were settling down into those plastic chairs with the slush on our boots to begin our work this term together. But it is not to be. And uh, so, you know, a lot of this class is going to be asynchronous. I will post a couple of video lectures every week. Um, they'll be similar in length to what I would have given it if we were meeting in person, but I'll actually try and keep them a little bit shorter, but sort of close to but under two hours of lecture per week. Uh, these are video lectures, just me and my slides. Um, I will also post just the audio of the lectures as a podcast. So if you're set up right, you can subscribe to the course podcast, uh, right in your favorite podcast app and listen to my lectures you know, on your phone, on the go. Um, if you do that, you'll miss out on the slides, uh, but I think there are trade-offs. My slides, you'll see, they tend to be very image heavy. 
Uh, I just like pictures. There's so many great pictures uh, to help us visualize, um, but there's not a lot of text on them. I think the pictures are interesting and evocative, but I don't think that it is impossible to understand my lectures without them. At any rate, I will also post my PowerPoint slides, so if you want to listen to the podcast audio only and then come back and look at the images later, you could do that too. Every week, I hope you will watch the lectures and do the readings. Uh, it's on your own time. You can decide when to do them within reason. Uh, you really do need to keep up. It's going to be tempting, I know, to let the videos pile up, to miss one here, I'll get to that later, I'll get to that later, until suddenly you have like an 18-hour backlog of videos of, of me talking. And uh, I, don't, I don't wish that on you. I don't, I don't wish that on anybody. So I want you to stay as much as you can to stay on top of these. Um, also, of course, if you, if you fall behind, you can't participate fully in the class, in discussions, in your Zoom tutorials, or in the discussion forums on Microsoft Teams. So what I strongly recommend is that you schedule uh, the lectures. In other words, that you set a time each week that you're going to watch or listen to the videos. Uh, every week. I mean, if it wasn't for the pandemic, uh, that would be set for you, right? This class would be meeting on Tuesday and Thursday mornings. And so, you know, if you want, you could put that on your calendar. I'm going to watch one lecture every Tuesday morning and one lecture every Thursday morning. You know, you don't have to do it on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You could make it Wednesday morning and Sunday night. Uh, but the point is, if you make it a regular appointment, you will have a much better chance of staying on top of it. I think you'll learn more and you'll get more out of the lectures than if you try to binge them all in March. Uh, you'll also, as I say, be able to participate more fully and directly in tutorial meetings uh, and our discussions on Teams. Which brings me to your tutorial groups. You should all now be part of a tutorial section. I believe there are going to be three sections for our class with two great teaching assistants as tutorial leaders, uh, Jonathan Baer and Jason Romisher. They're both actually long-haired dudes whose names start with J. So I hope that you don't have any trouble telling them apart. Uh, I've worked with both of them before. I think you're gonna appreciate them and learn a lot from them. Each tutorial meets on Zoom for one hour every week. It'll be led by uh, Jason and Jonathan. I will try to visit the tutorials uh, if I can, but most of the time you will be in their capable hands. Each tutorial will also have an asynchronous discussion forum uh, or channel on Microsoft Teams. And uh, your discussion and engagement, what most classes call participation, in both those places, on Zoom and uh, on Teams, is a crucial part of this course. And for that reason, it is worth 20% of your mark. Your TAs will tell you more about their expectations for uh, preparation, engagement, and participation. Uh, I think we will try to put together a rubric, some kind of benchmarks for just what, what we expect, what part, kind of participation deserves an A or a B or a C. Uh, but the larger point is, you really do have to be an active member of this class. We really do expect you to take an active part in both the Zoom tutorials and the Teams forums every week. You know, when I say every week, we're not going to be draconian about it. Sometimes your internet might go down. Sometimes you'll be sick. The TAs and I are going to be understanding. Uh, this year is not normal. We keep saying that. But the general expectation is that you will be prepared and will participate every week, that you'll watch the lectures, you'll do the readings, you'll take whatever kinds of notes you're going to need to discuss the readings and the lectures actively and intelligently on Zoom and in Teams. 
Uh, we don't want to be chasing you down, nagging you about attendance, but we do want you to be prepared and engaged every week and to give you credit for that. Okay, let's take a look at the syllabus. Okay, here's the syllabus for our class, and obviously this will be posted on the OWL site. Um, course description, course syllabus, my contact information, my office hours, I'll get to that in one moment, uh, learning objectives, assignments, and expectations. Let's take a moment to talk about assignments. Uh, I'm not going to discuss them in detail for now. All of these will be posted on OWL in due time, uh, but just looking ahead, there's going to be three longer assignments in this class. Um, there's going to be a primary source analysis due in February, where we give you a selection of historical documents and ask you to write a short paper, three to four pages, analyzing one of them. Uh, analyzing historical documents, this is one of the key things that historians do. And we're going to spend a lot of time talking about what we can learn from and what we can't learn from different kinds of historical documents. Uh, you're going to continue that kind of work with the major written assignment in this class, which is the primary source based essay. That's due in March. And for this essay, you will be given a substantial collection of historical documents and we'll ask you to write an essay of roughly six to eight pages using these sources to make and support a historical argument. This is really, this here is a crucial thing that we do in history. We take documents from history and we employ them in support of an argument. And uh, what we'll do is we'll give you two packets of historical documents, a choice of two topics with sources provided. Or if you don't want to do one of the sources we provided, that's okay. You can choose that's okay, you can choose a different topic, but you then would have to find your own sources uh, and get them approved by us. And then finally, there will be a take-home exam uh, posted in the last week of class, and you'll have two weeks to work on that. So it's, I call it an exam, but really it's more like, a, like an essay assignment. Uh, this, this exam will consist of, of maybe two or three short essay questions asking you to synthesize and reflect on material from the lectures, from the readings, and from class discussions. Now, obviously, you know, there's no memorization component of the class this term, right? Compared to previous years, there's never a time when we're gonna when you're gonna have to memorize names and dates and facts. And I actually think that's a good thing. Uh, that's never been my favorite part of history. You are going to want to have command of the material. You're going to want to take notes as you watch the, the lectures and, and do the readings so that you can remember things, so that you can bring them in and synthesize them and refer to them when you are writing this exam. But, you know, you're not going to be really graded on uh, remembering the date that something happened or uh, a specific name because it's going to be very obviously easy for you to look that up while you're writing the exam. And I think that's a good thing. The syllabus obviously shows uh, the course break, the grade breakdown, 20% for preparation and engagement or what we call participation, 20% uh, for that short primary source analysis, 30% for that longer essay, and 30% for the take-home exam. And then here I talk a little bit about the textbook. The primary textbook for this course is, it's called the American Yop, which is kind of a funny name, and it's a cool, funny textbook. Uh, let's take a look at it now. 
Okay, this is the American YAP, and as it says here, it is a massively collaborative open U.S. history textbook. This is a, a, a real textbook, but it is available online entirely free at uh, AmericanYAP.com. Um, if you have another good U.S. history textbook, uh, it's fine for you to use that instead. Before the pandemic, I had actually planned to use a book called Of the People by Michael McGurr in this course. And uh, in History 2301, which is the predecessor to this class, we used Eric Foner's Give Me Liberty for several years. The reason I'm not picky about which textbook you use is what I was just saying about how there's no memorization component of this class. And so I don't want you to think of the textbook as something where you have to memorize every fact. The importance of a textbook is, you know, it's something you can read, it, it provides context. It lets you fill in the gaps. In particular, it lets you fill in the gaps that I don't think to fill in because I already know this stuff. And so I don't know exactly what you need to get out of the textbook. Uh, so the reading the textbook will help you to make connections. It will give you ideas. It will give you uh, cool stories and facts that you can bring in to your discussions, that you can bring into your written work. Uh, but I don't expect you to memorize every single fact. So while reading a textbook is important, I'm not really charged up about which one you use. And that's why I've decided to use uh, this free one, which is still very good. Uh, it's really nice. It's, um, uh, you know, it's still, it's edited. It's, it's done by serious historians, but it's uh, on the short side. And as you can see, uh, it's all available online. So I'm, I'm excited to try this out and I hope that you find it useful. Now every week there are also going to be primary source readings, that is documents or other kinds of sources from history, sometimes photographs or advertisements, even maybe some television shows for you to read or explore. And uh, these sources are going to be posted on OWL and you'll be discussing them, analyzing them in your tutorial meetings. These additional readings, they're not optional, okay? In many ways they uh, not the textbook, not the lectures, are the heart of the course. Uh, so please keep on top of those. I hope you'll enjoy them. I really think that engaging with primary sources is one of the most fun parts of doing American history. What else do I need to talk about? Communicating with me. Uh, this is a fairly big class, 65 students, and of course the pandemic makes it hard for me to give you the same kind of one-on-one -on -one attention I would try to give you if we were in a room together. But like I said, I really do want to talk to you, meet you, uh, get to know you as much as at least I can. I will be holding office hours on Zoom uh, every Wednesday from 1 to 3 p.m. The link is going to be in OWL. Um, these are drop-in office hours. When I say drop-in, I mean it. You can drop in. You don't need an appointment. You don't even need a good reason. Um, you can just drop in and talk to me about whatever. Uh, unless I'm having serious technical difficulties, I, I will be there on the call and happy to talk to you. If you join the Zoom call and you just find yourself sitting in the waiting room, that probably means I'm talking to another student. Stick around if you can and I'll get to you as soon as possible, uh, even if that means going after 3 p.m. A lot of students, you know, when they, they hear that professors have office hours, uh, they misunderstand. They think that means this is the only time you can come and see me. Uh, but that's not true. It means this time is dedicated for you but you can still contact me at other times. You can email me, you can message me on Teams. I like it when you contact me, especially when you come by, when you come to talk about the writing assignment or the class or the issues discussed in lecture. I enjoy that. 
from my point of view, I don't get enough chances to, uh, to discuss with you. There are not enough avenues for us to interact. So please uh, don't be shy. Also, of course, you have your, your, TA, your TAs, your teaching assistants, and they are a great place to go with questions or concerns. If you're not already in touch with them, you will be soon. Uh, you can reach them by email or through the Teams site. And of course, you'll be seeing them every week at your weekly tutorial. I'm sure I've forgotten something, but I am trying to keep this video short. Uh, read the syllabus, explore the OWL site. If you have any questions at all, email me or email your teaching assistant. Uh, or once it's set up, ask your question in the Q&A channel of the Teams site. Thanks for watching. I will see you on the internet.